Welcome to Wisdom, Love, and Beauty, a podcast for the soul and the home of dangerous wisdom. This is Dr. Nikos, your friendly neighborhood soul doctor, and today we're going to be looking at the moving lines for this week's Yijing Insights. Now recall our guiding hexagram for this week is hexagram 18, and each hexagram is an archetypal pattern in the flow of life, in the way change unfolds. Hexagram 18 is the archetype of something that has gotten spoiled or infected and that we must now bring back to balance and health. And we're reflecting on a pattern and noticing where it applies to our life right now. How can we put the insight of this pattern to work in our lives? And before we get to the moving lines, let's consider some Taoist commentary on Hexagram 18 from Master Liu. And this translation is from Thomas Cleary. Master Liu writes, This hexagram represents abandoning the false and returning to the true. Before human affairs have degeneration or spoilage, they can't be repaired. This is why the path of correction of degeneracy is valuable. When the fundamental is established, the path develops. Once you recover your potential, it's like it was always there. This is attaining great development in degeneracy. Great development is not in degeneration, but in correcting degeneration. That's a nice way of looking at things. Master Liu here is reminding us that if things didn't spoil, we wouldn't have the chance to fix them. We don't get the chance to learn and grow. We don't learn about healing until something has been broken or has gotten out of balance. Then we learn how to heal. And he reminds us that we have a vast potential, a basic goodness, an original mind under all our suffering and confusion. It's there. And yet we still have to recover it. We make mistakes in life. We screw things up. In a certain way, our life of suffering is like having spoiled a supreme inheritance. We received the perfect gift of life, and then we sort of spoiled it. But if we work with our lives and look directly at our mistakes, we recover our true nature and realize that it never could be spoiled. Master Lu says we can't do this in some sort of ideal withdrawal from life. He says we should work directly in the midst of great danger and difficulty. And he advises us to go into the dragon's pool or the tiger's lair and work with our life in that dangerous situation. And that echoes the advice the great yogini Machig Labdrun received from her teacher. Machig is just such a, 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 an important figure in world philosophy. And she followed her teacher's advice and then, of course, had her students do the same. Her teacher told her, confess your hidden faults and go to the places that scare you. And there were other points to the teaching too, but it's very simple and direct. To really be honest, really be honest about ourselves and go to the places that scare us. If we look at everything we think we spoiled, sometimes we find we didn't really spoil anything. But we also find that we made real mistakes. Sometimes we made those mistakes on the basis of our confusion, our fear, our anger, our reactivity, even our supposed knowledge 
We knew, we knew so clearly, and the knowledge ended up spoiling things. Master Lou goes so far as to say that we should cross a dangerous river. That's what this hexagram is telling us. Go, cross the dangerous river. That's what this pattern invites us to do, because doing so forces us to commit and to take the utmost care. And that's why this hexagram says to take three days before starting and then three days after the starting. There's this three days on either side, which has to do with really taking care, but still facing what we might want to avoid looking at or dealing with. Now, let's look at the moving lines to get a little more detail. Now, we have two of them. The first one is a young or solid line that's in the second place. And the commentary here, some of this comes from uh, Wilhelm's translation. And he says, setting right what has been spoiled by the mother, one must not be too persevering. Now, this line, spoiled by the mother, kind of a little maybe daunting. What does that mean? Well, it does mean that something could have been spoiled by our ancestors, that we're inheriting the mistakes of our ancestors. But it also has an archetypal dimension. It refers to how our yielding nature can get the better of us. If we yield too much, we create corruption or spoilage that way. So some aspect of our situation has to do with corruption in the activity of nourishment and care. What we're doing under the guise of being yielding or even being nourishing ends up causing problems. Now, are there any places in your life where that where the apparent activity of being yielding or being easygoing or even being nourishing and careful gets us too soft and then our gentleness loses the energy that it needs. Even our compassion sometimes has to be fierce. And in setting things right in this kind of case, a certain gentle consideration is still called for so that we won't break things and proceed too drastically. You know, we don't want to rush for an answer is what this moving line is telling us. We have to sit in the midst of the difficulty and then see the obstruction directly, whatever's blocking us. We have to see it directly so that we can see how to heal the situation, how to remedy. And that means staying still even if it feels uncomfortable. Now, Master Liu adds a little bit to this moving line. He says, when strength is used flexibly, then flexibility itself becomes the root and firmness becomes the branch. That's a little bit of a flip, right? We think of the the trunk as being somehow firm, that there's firmness and then the branches are flexible, but we could make flexibility the root of the activity and avoid being excessively firm and thereby damaging our flexibility. It has to do with adapting to circumstances. And he says this is about correcting degeneracy without being excessively adamant or self-righteous. So he's using the word degeneracy or in Cleary's translation rather than spoilage. Things are, have degenerated. It's still the same basic idea. The next moving line is the one just above the previous ones. We had two moving lines next to each other. They were both young lines or young energy, masculine energy. We're talking about ar archetypes when we talk about the mother in that first moving line. And this moving line is about the father. And Wilhelm says, setting right what has been spoiled by the father. There will be a little remorse, but no great blame. 
So this is the other side is also affected. Both of the archetypal energies are affected. And we have to separate here father and mother, these references, from any political notions or limiting ideas related to gender. This has to do with archetype. And in this case, it's the moving line is referring to corruption in authority. That's saying there's some, some authority was corrupted. And again, this could be an inherited thing that we've inherited corrupted or spoiled authority energy. You know, so it's to say like the laws that we have might be corrupted already and we've kind of inherited that. But in any case, Wilhelm says it describes a person who proceeds too energetically in righting the mistakes of the past. So we may feel that we have inherited some problem, we want to fix it, but we could go too strongly. It also can mean that we actively participated in spoiling things. This is what we talked about before. We could be following along and being too lax, or we could be actively thinking we're doing something good even. But in our ignorance or our confusion or whatever it might be, the active work we did created a problem. So either way, it's just emphasizing that these archetypal dimensions of the situation are in effect, that it was something kind of deep and thoroughgoing that created our problem, and now we have to see it. And how do we see it? By really staying still. And when we're looking at our life and thinking, well, how does this apply? Where is the place that we might not want to go into danger? What is the dangerous thing that if we sat and looked at it, we could enter into it knowing that it's going to have to take our whole being. We have to put our whole energy and attention into the difficulty and not look in any direction. Otherwise, we'll be swept by this river, this dangerous river we're crossing, to treat the situation like it's a dangerous river crossing, and there's water rushing, and we have to take every step with abundant care, taking three days to prepare before the first step, and then having that follow-through. Once we begin to engage the situation, to stay still in our mind and keep looking at it. Okay, so there we have it. A little bit more unfolding, and we'll have some more to say about it, but reflect for now on the patterning here. Think about, is there a place, is there a river I should try to cross right now? What has been spoiled that I can rectify or remedy? And we'll have some final thoughts to carry us into the weekend. In the meantime, if you have questions, reflections, or stories of synchronicity to share, send them in through wisdomloveandbeauty.org, and we might bring some of them into a future contemplation. Until then, this is Dr. Nikos, your friendly neighborhood soul doctor, reminding you that your soul and the soul of the world are not two things. Take good care of them.